back in everyone to a fantastic new episode of whisper in the wings from stage whisper we have a great show in store for you today and we are excited to bring these two artists with their show to you joining us today we have the artistic director co-producer creator and performer kyle driggs and the co-producer co-director co-creator and a performer ellie steingraber they're part of 3AM Theater's presentation of Mindful Manipulations. It's got two performances left on Sunday, November 5th and Sunday, December 10th. And these are happening at 3AM Studio, which is at 920 35th Avenue, Unit 3N in Long Island City, right here in New York. And you can get your tickets and more information by visiting eventbrite.com. This is a very fun and unique experience and we can't wait to share it with you. So let's go ahead and bring on our guest, Kyle Ellie. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Hey, thanks so much for having us. We're so happy to be here. Thanks for that intro. Well, you're so welcome. Well, thank you both for being here. And I'm excited to talk more about your show because I'm going to be the first one to say it was not exactly what I thought it was as I was... I saw the picture and everything, and I was like, cool, yeah, this is a show in Queens. Of course, that's the picture for it. And then I kept scrolling, and I went... Oh, yeah, that's the picture. This is the show. All right. So <laughs> I want to share all the greatness that the show is. And I want to start with you, Kyle, and, and having you tell our listeners a little bit about what this show, Mindful Manipulations, is or is about. Definitely. So the show, the show for, first and foremost, is a live experience intended for families and children, you know, between five and 11 years old, I would say. It's really a family-friendly experience that we've created. And what we hope to combine is live music, theater, and circus all in one, and elements of interaction with the children to come and try things and be a part of the show with us. So what Mindful Manipulations is, is an experience that encompasses all of those things simultaneously. I love that. That sounds so fantastic. And listeners, I would highly encourage you to try to find some pictures of the show because it just looks incredible. And even if you don't have kids, it just brings out the inner kid in you. It gives you interest. <laughs> so with both of you being the co-creators, I want to ask the two of you, how did you come up with the idea for the show? And, and Kyle, I'm going to start with you first on that. Yeah. Ellie and I have been working together for quite some time now, and we came together and it really felt like the timing was right to combine our skills in circus that we've had, that we've cultivated for years. They're very complementary to each other. We decided to come in and create this experience in this new studio that the company is now you know, a part of here in Queens. So we wanted to make something for our local surrounding community for a younger audience, for families, give, give, give them something to do on the weekends. And kind of just come and have some fun, honestly. That's fantastic. Ellie, what about you? Let's let's pick the ball up where you left it off. What, where did you come up with the idea as well for the show? Well, I have a two-year-old at home, and when I'm looking for something to do on the weekend, I'm often at a loss. There's not really anything like this as far as programming for little kids. It's affordable. It's interactive. The skill level is very high. The music is enjoyable for both parents and kids. We all leave any Musiquita show singing the songs, all of us. And it, it's just a very unique experience. When the opportunity came up for 
okay, 3 a.m. is looking for some daytime programming. It just seemed like we got together, we had one meeting about the show and stars aligned. Everything felt really natural making a show with Kyle and Musiquita. That is fabulous. I love that. Let me ask, what has it been like developing and putting this show together? I mean, you've mentioned there's elements of circus in there and whatnot. So what has it been like putting all of that and, and putting it up on its feet? And Ellie, I want to start with you on that. Oh, sure. Well, like Kyle mentioned, he and I both have many years experience as professional circus performers. And, and there's a natural rhythm to both of our acts. So in making the show, I think we would both agree that the sequence of our acts felt very natural. And then bringing Musiquita into that, a lot of their music has like a natural rhythm to it to round out the show. Like, for example, like, you know, a high energy start and then a little storytelling in the beginning. Everything just sort of came together very naturally in that way. And then incorporating interactive moments with the kids, dancing with scarves, giving them tambourines and egg shakers, and just finding ways to pepper in little elements of unexpected fun. It's all been a really interesting puzzle to sort of put together. And every show has felt a little different, a little exciting, like a different conversation with every audience. That's wonderful. Kyle, what about you? What has it been like for you to develop the show? I think a really unique thing that we we had when we started the creation for this project is we had this whole catalog of original music from Musiquita. And it was one of the first experiences I think I've been a part of where here's an, you know, an album of 20 original songs. What do you as performers and creatives want to do with these because we have the band right here to play them live for us. So it was a really fun like kind of collage uh, process, if you will, to take a lot of their original music and kind of create storytelling elements within that and how we threaded them all together. It felt it felt like a rare treat to be able to do that and then kind of imagine these worlds within the the individual worlds that they created with all their music. So that played a big part, I think, in in the early creation of just how we develop and choreograph and devise and, and create a script for the show. That is so cool. Now the show sounds like it's got a lot of whimsy, a lot of fun elements. I feel like almost of magic. And, and as you said, it's a family show geared more towards kids. Is there a message or a thought you're hoping that audiences take away from the show? And Kyle, can I start with you on that? Definitely. You know, we really, we really tried to imagine especially with circus work, a, a script that was loose enough and yet something specific enough so every audience member could come away feeling like they, they've gone on a journey with us. We didn't want to just present like a variety show, if you will. So we've come up with this loose theme within the show that the show starts in a very black and white mundane world and the children are given coloring books, which are have not been filled in yet. They're kind of blank pages, if you will. And when they come into our world, they see Ellie and I in, in these characters of, of like a nine to five office environment. So everyone's like put to work immediately in, a, in this very black and white kind of structured world. And throughout the show with, with the musicians and us as performers, we slowly discover color. We slowly discover imagination. We go on adventures together. 
And through that process, by the end of the whole show, we found an explosion of color and we're all in this beautiful, whimsical world together. And we've gone on that journey together. So really, I think our underlining message is, you know, in, in the everyday, in the mundane, there's always color to be found. There's always vibrancy to be found, even if it feels boring or like work, there's always imagination and play to be found. I love that. And I love the way that that develops. That sounds fantastic. Ellie, how about you? Especially with you having a two-year-old, what, what is the message or thought you hope that the audience takes away? I thought Kyle's explanation was really beautiful. And I would add to that, that we have chosen to live in New York City, a very expensive and it's sometimes difficult to get around. And it's like, it sometimes feels really tough to just be sitting on the subway and then you throw like little kids into that mix. So now how are we going to treat these little kids when they've like, you know, they've gotten on the subway, they're in Queens, they're like, they're schlepping out to this theater. And so when we get here, we want to create a sense of adventure to them. So the idea is, here's this coloring book, find the color, find the fun in something that's mundane. So to me, that's another element that's special to give to some of these kids in New York that are maybe just like, maybe, you know, mom needs to just give you her phone for a few minutes on the train. Like, you know, like kind of thing, keeping the kids engaged in this very special city that they live in. Sometimes we forget how special it, it really is here. Amen. Say that again for the people in the back. Absolutely. <laughs> so that brings me to my final question for this first part, which is who do you hope have access to mindful manipulations? And Ellie, I want to keep with you first on this. Oh, sure. Well, again, the age range that we're looking for is really like two to 11 ish. And, and we've kept the ticket price at a, at a pretty low price point because we want, you know, people in the neighborhood, people in the community to be able to easily access the show and, you know, come back again, maybe experience a different theme that we have. For example, Halloween, we invited the kids to come back and be in their costumes. I think one of the beautiful parts about little kids is that they really enjoy repetition. They like seeing different things again and again and again, because they're processing, they're taking everything in. That's really fun for them. And a parent doesn't want to have to think, Oh, I shelled out like, you know, a hundred bucks for this last time. Like, no, we kept the ticket price at around $20. And that's like, what does it cost to go and see a movie? Like probably more than $20. You know what I mean? So we want everyone in the community to feel very welcome and to come back and feel a part of our experience and our conversation and our show and talk with us. And one of the other very special elements is that afterwards we have allotted a little, it's like a dance party. It's like a talk back. It's like an opportunity where the kids can come up on stage and either finish coloring this like giant piece of artwork we've made a little mural during the show they could learn a little bit about hula hooping they could show us their cartwheel <laughs> it's a really nice kind of interactive moment that can be great for kids in the community that are coming back to see the show you know a second time or something and it could be you know great for somebody that's coming in that's never seen circus before that gets a spark when they see something on stage <laughs> 
change things up now. And I want to let our listeners have the opportunity to pick your brains a little bit more, pull the curtain back, if you will. And for the second part of our interview, I want to start it off by asking our regular first question, which is what or who inspires you? What playwrights, composers, or shows in the past have inspired you? Or are just some of your favorites? Kyle, can I start with you on that? Sure. I think, you know, as a as a circus performer, I come from a little bit of a vaudevillian background. I I like I like the era of film and theater that was nonverbal, that was very physical. Like I love Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly, Charlie Chaplin. I love these physical performers that were able to convey so much with so little words as a, you know, object manipulator, circus artist, juggler. A lot of what I try to do in my work is convey universal feelings of the human experience without using words and to do that through everyday objects and with skill that is very specific to those objects so it's it's a little bit part of my training and so of course I kind of look up to to the greats of the past if you will so those are some of my personal in terms of performers and what have you that is a fabulous list Ellie what or who inspires you well my background was more in musical theater. Actually, I was I was also a costumer and I've also worked on hundreds of Broadway shows. And so, yeah, my spark came from musical theater and technical musical theater. I, I went to school for theatrical design and production and I very distinctly remember the moment I really fell in love with musical theater, which was this really, I was running a spotlight for the wild party and there was just this really gorgeous moment with Queenie and the blue light and the the shining costume. And I just thought, oh, I want to do this always. <laughs> and I love the idea of life breaking into song. And so for me, it's been, you know, a lot of like watching musical theater from, you know, backstage and then I fell into performing circus and the two ideas have always been, you know, together for me. I like big, I like stupid smiles. I like bright, I like loud. And I think Kyle and I complement each other really well because we, we come from, you know, we both had very different answers. And as far as, you know, making this kid show, I think it's it's just been such a nice pairing. That is a wonderful list of inspirations, though. I love that. Well, let me ask you, too, what is your favorite part about working in the theater? Ellie, can I start with you on that? Oh, theater is magic. My favorite part about theater is that it's conversational. You know, it's live. You feel energy. You feel like you're having an exchange with whoever you're on stage with and your audience. And for this show live music it, you feel a spark so theater there's just the magic of theater is just feeling so present in the moment that you're in that's a wonderful answer love that kyle how about you what is your favorite part about working in the theater i i have to say that the the nuances the subtle nuances and details that differ from performance to performance really allow you as a as an actor as a as a performer to show up to each moment in a present state and be able to interact with 
what's literally in front of you. We're, we're never, we can never go on autopilot. We can never just do our job. We always have to just be at this like very present state of time, even for a, a children's audience, even more so in that especially. case, especially for, and that's so, I think one of the reasons why we wanted to do this show and because it's not only so, so important for the imagination, but it's also important for us and our own ability as performers to, to, react to certain things in a moment there's a kid running up on stage how do we incorporate that and make it great and and not shut down as an as a performer and and think that it's a bad thing but to take everything and roll with it is such a great experience as a, as a performing artist i love that that is really a fabulous answer <laughs> well we have now arrived at my favorite question to ask guests and that is what is your favorite theater memory a lot of my favorite theater memories are actually backstage when like all the kind of dumb stuff happens. <laughs> like I, you know, I was thinking about it on the way here, just like theater and life in general and things that keep drawing me to theater versus like other career paths that might make me money or something like that. But what I love about theater are like these unexpected moments that you have with people that you become very close to, you know, like things in my head, like that popped in are like, Oh my gosh, there was this time like the sound cut out and I was like hanging by my toes in a lira in front of an audience of 500 people like and we had to like find a way to make this funny and part of what was going on and it was like this it could have been a very uncomfortable moment and there was like a room full of people just like dying of laughter or you know other times backstage I'm thinking about this buddy of mine who was like you know, he's so serious, taking the show so seriously, he's so focused, he's like lining up all his costumes. And then he forgot something, he like ran to go get it, clotheslined himself like backstage and we're all watching it from the other side. It's like all of these really funny, unexpected moments for me that are my favorite memories. I love those. Thank you so much <laughs> for that. Kyle, how about you? So coming up in circus and, you know, kind of pursuing a career in circus, I never thought in a million years that I'd actually get Broadway credits, but I was in a, a Broadway show with Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil did a, a, a brief run on uh, Broadway called Paramore. And I, I was in the original cast of that show and I did my solo act in that show. And I never thought in a million years that was like in the cards for me or my career because I never trained in musical theater. It was just never my wheelhouse. And I remember there were certain scenes in the show where the whole ensemble was on stage and just night after night, sometimes I would look out and be like, there's 2,500 people every single night reflecting back, watching what we're doing. And I think in those moments, you really just appreciate how unique this this life is, this this perspective, where your talents can take you. Never in a million years do you expect to be in certain environments that theater can take you to, you know, whether it be touring the world or being in front of 2,500 people in Times Square every single night. And just those moments kind of when you're not the main thing to be looking at on stage, you can take a moment and kind of look out into the audience and see them looking back at you. And that varies from theater to country to culture, but that, that feeling of the light hitting us and the, them in the shadows and you kind of see their faces watching back, that, those memories are really things that just stick with me and and the simplicity of it, it's beautiful. And, and I really always value those moments, those in-between moments. 
That is a lovely, lovely memory. I love that. <laughs> Thank you both for sharing those. Those were wonderful. Thanks. Do either of you have any other projects or productions coming up that we might be able to plug for you? <laughs> so the the 3AM Theater just announced their, like a month ago, we announced our inaugural fall season. We opened beginning of summer, so we announced our fall season. Mindful Manipulations is obviously one of those projects. Alongside that, I'm working and going to be presenting a solo performance in late November called S. Rever. And that's a very solo project of a lot of me and my own juggling work and kind of a, a very, very, very different world than Mindful Manipulations. Also in the studio, we're hosting a number of performances from other, other people's theater and physical theater companies. So we'll be kind of showcasing some, some close collaborators and their work. And alongside that, that's pretty much the, the main things that are happening in the context of our fall season here at the, at the theater. Very cool. <laughs> well, finally, if our listeners would like more information about mindful manipulations or about either of you, perhaps they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do so? Well, we have a Facebook page that we publish each of our performances on so that you can look up 3AM Theater on Facebook. You can search on Eventbrite for mindful manipulations at 3AM Theater. You'll find the ticket links and all the info you need about where the show times and how to get here where you can find us on Instagram at 3AM Theater and at Mindful Manipulations. And both of those will have all the pertinent info about the show, some images, some interviews, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff will be on our social media. Well, wonderful. Well, Kyle, Ellie, thank you both so much for taking the time today yeah. to join me and share this incredible show. I'm very excited about it. And I really think this is the perfect show for the theater scene, especially this fall and heading into the holiday season here in New York. So thank you both so much. Thanks so thank much you. for having cool. us. It's been a pleasure. My guests today have been the artistic director, co-producer, creator, and performer, Kyle Driggs, and the co-producer, co-director, co-creator, and performer, Ellie Steingraber. They're part of 3AM Theater's presentation of Mindful Manipulations. You can catch the final two performances on Sunday, November 5th and Sunday, December 10th at the 3AM studio. And that's at 920 35th Avenue, Unit 3N in Long Island City, right here in New York. And you can get your tickets and more information by visiting eventbrite.com. We also have some other contact information for our guests, which we'll be posting on our social media posts as well as on our episode description. But for any of you with youngins or just young at heart, you definitely want to check out this show, Mindful Manipulations, on Sunday, November 5th and Sunday, December 10th. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater in a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our brand new website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more. 
simply visit stagewhisperpod.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.